This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 2nd of December. In your Squiz today, a case of mistaken identity, Magnitskying the bad guys, Christian Porter and Greg Hunt to quit politics, and lost library books. This is your Squiz today. Starting this morning in the US, Claire, with a pretty devastating story of mistaken identity. Alice Siebold is an American author. She wrote a best-selling memoir called Lucky, as well as a novel called The Lovely Bones. Squizzes might be familiar with that one. It sold millions of copies and was turned into an Oscar-nominated movie. Back in 1981, Siebold was raped, and that sexual assault and court case formed the basis of her memoir, Lucky. Fast forward to now, the man who was convicted of that rape and spent 16 years in jail for it has had the conviction overturned. It's quite the story. Take us through what's happened here. What happened was Seabold was a student in New York in 1981 and she was raped and beaten inside a tunnel near the campus. That was outlined in very, very graphic detail in that memoir, Lucky. Uh, months later, she said that she spotted the man in the street who she believed was her attacker. Uh, he was identified as Anthony Broadwater. It went to trial. He was convicted and he served 16 years in prison. Uh, as you say, he has had that conviction overturned. What happened was uh, Lucky was set to be made into a movie by Netflix. Uh, the executive producer on that movie dug a little bit more into the case and it quickly came undone. A private investigator turned over new evidence to legal authorities. Uh, that conviction was overturned and now Seabold has made an apology. Yeah, she apologised yesterday for unwittingly playing a part in a system that sent an innocent man to jail, saying that she is deeply sorry. Yeah, she has. She said that she was a deeply traumatised teenager and she put her faith in authorities. For Broadwater's part, he responded to Seabold's apology, saying that it took courage, but of course he is very angry about it all still. Uh, Seabold's publisher, Scribner, uh, is going to stop sales of Lucky and there's going to be some new words put into that by Seabold. Broadwater is now 61. He spent 16 years in jail, but even when released had to be registered as a sex offender. That executive producer that started looking into it and got the conviction overturned, he's now working on a documentary about the wrongful conviction. The title is going to be called Unlucky. It's quite the story. Head to the Squiz Today newsletter for more details on this one. Back home and in Canberra, the last sitting day of this year could see a historic new law passed. Legislation that would ban bad guys like cyber hackers and human rights abusers from visiting Australia or investing their money here passed through the Senate last night. In a rare show of bipartisanship, it should get through the House of Reps today. Yep, last day of school in Canberra is <laughs> when the kids usually muck up, but you yeah. never know. It does look like they have some fairly serious business to get on with. And this law called a Magnitsky law uh, is one of those. Just to unpack that a little bit, America passed the Magnitsky Act uh, about 12 years ago. That happened when a wealthy American, Bill Browder, uh, lobbied the US Congress on behalf of his friend, Sergey 
Dmitry Magnitsky. He was a lawyer in Russia. He was killed in detention after he had exposed widespread government fraud. And what Browder said is that those people in Russia who were responsible for it, while the US couldn't do anything to them in Russia, they could freeze their assets and stop them from travelling internationally. So that is what that act is meant to do. It's been replicated 33 times across the world and now Australia is set to have its own set of Magnitsky laws. Yeah, Bill Browden says these laws really hit the bad guys where it hurts. They become a financial non-entity, essentially. They can't open bank accounts. They can't travel. Foreign Minister Maurice Payne says the laws passing means Australia can't become a safe haven for these bad guys. Still in politics, former Attorney General Christian Porter has confirmed that he won't be contesting the next election. It's also expected that Health Minister Greg Hunt will announce his retirement from politics today. Big news in the political world, Claire. Yeah, it sure is. They're two of the most high-profile ministers in the Morrison government. Greg Hunt, of course, because, as you say, he's the health minister, and I don't know if you know this, but we've been in a global pandemic, so mm-hmm. that <laughs> Small means thing, but yeah. <laughs> he's been front and centre, uh, really, for the last couple of years. When it comes to Christian Porter, of course, he's been in the news a lot this year uh, over historical rape accusations, which he strongly denies uh, what he said in a statement yesterday is that there's a harshness in modern politics and he says he has no regrets but it's time to go. We don't have a crystal ball when it comes to these things but the next election will be held sometime before the 21st of May next year. Plenty to come as all parties get themselves in order for that. Onto the economy and the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics has released the figures for the national accounts for the September quarter. Lots of interest in the picture these numbers paint because this was the period that big parts of New South Wales and Victoria were in lockdown. The top line stat is that GDP fell by 1.9% in that quarter. Yeah, and economists were expecting a 2.7% dip, so 1.9% is nowhere near as bad as 2.7%. Of course, what we know is that that's a really big drop. It's the third biggest drop in our economic activity on record. Uh, But for all of that, it really does seem like a glass half full. Uh, Where we get to now is that the economy is expected to bounce back pretty quickly after that dip. Uh, Reports are saying that people are out spending, businesses are feeling good, employment is coming back. Uh, So the hope is that dip will be made up in this current December quarter. And just quickly, while we're on economic numbers, new data on house prices is also out. November saw a rise in house prices for the 14th straight month, but the pace of growth is slowing. Some analysts say it might mean we're reaching the peak of the latest housing boom. From the Stats Bureau to the Weather Bureau, the Bureau of Meteorology has confirmed that this November has been Australia's wettest November since records began in 1900. Also, it's coldest since 1999. It's been a soggy start to summer, Claire. Yeah, it sure has, particularly if you've been in New South Wales. It received uh, almost three times more rain than average. You'll know that if you've been in the state for any part of the last few weeks. Uh, But record rains as well, when you look at Queensland, Victoria and Western Australia, they had some really soggy moments as well. That's all thanks to La Nina and we can get set for more of that in the coming weeks. Uh, When you look at Queensland at the moment in the north, they're really 
really experiencing it. There are some record floods uh, happening there, some towns underwater, uh, particularly looking at Inglewood, uh, and more concern that there's going to be some more floods coming down the line in the coming days. Very sadly, a 73-year-old man has died when his ute was swept into a flooded creek near Emerald in Queensland. If lost library books haunt you, then this story might help with any potential guilty conscience. A book has been returned to the library, Claire, 110 years after it was taken out. <laughs> That's happened in Idaho. Maybe they had a sort of reminder set for mm-hmm. 100 years <laughs> down the line. Maybe they meant it to be in a month, but actually it's been 100 years. But, yeah, very thoughtful individual. The book was The New Chronicles of Rebecca. Uh, it was in pretty good nick, so yeah. it's obviously been on someone's shelf for a very, very long time. And if you're worried, they copped a mega fine at two cents a day over 110 years. It only only added up to 800 bucks, but the fines were waived anyway. Squeeze the day, Claire. What are you keeping an eye on today? Tonight, there's going to be some new inductees into the Australian Sporting Hall of Fame. We're talking about Anna Mears, the uh, dual gold cycling medalist. Also, Jana Pittman, our former hurdles champion. Uh, Mark Viduka from soccer. Steve Monaghetti, of course, an administrator and a great Olympian. Uh, many others as well. So a big night for sport. Yeah, lots of big names there. While we're on sports, a big shout out to our Sport Today podcast. It's been picked by the Apple Podcast editorial team as one of their podcasts for 2021. It's even in the first spot if you open up your app. Not that we're competitive at all when it comes to a sports (laughs) podcast. (laughs) It's a massive achievement, isn't it? And really great and well done by the Sports Today team. It's a really good podcast. So even if you're just a little bit interested in sport, it's a really fun way to stay across it each day. Yep, 10 minutes of sports news and proper news, not just the results. There's a bit of trivia. It's good fun. Add it to your morning podcast list. Search for sport today in your podcasting app or just go to that browse page in your Apple podcast and hit that number one recommendation. That's all from us today. Have a good Thursday and we will be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.